Yes, people, how are we all doing? I hope everyone's doing well. Welcome back to Process, a podcast with myself, Brendan Pearson. So today we are joined by another guest, one of my old teammates at Newcastle United and someone who I feel story can massively impact a lot of people. So welcome to the podcast, Jack Robson. So Jack was a footballer for Newcastle United from the age of 14 to 18, got let go after his second year scholar. We talked to Jack a little bit about his story after the full-time football, what happened after that. There's a little bit of a story at the end of the podcast, so listen to the full podcast if you want to hear the full story. He talks a little bit about his dealings with mental health and a serious case of depression where he contemplated his own life at one point. So we, we appreciate Jack talking about that on the podcast. But we also talk about things about the reality of being a full-time footballer and what it's like actually when you get released, especially after a scholarship like in the Premier League where you do a two-year scholarship when you leave school as well. We talk about the mindset of young footballers, getting things done for them when they're early and also the academy setup compared to going into the real real world of senior football and even non-league football. The differences between that and how Jack himself has found it, it's taught him a lot of lessons along the way. We then talk about doing what you love despite the criticism, the stick, the negative feedback that you might get and the negative stigma that you might get for doing what you truly love. Jack's pursued his passion with music, which we talk a little bit about and people may have looked at him in certain ways and said different things about him. But we talk about how he's dealt with it and just how to deal with it in general. So there's loads of great topics, especially towards mental health, uh, that we talk about with Jack today. It's a pleasure having him on. He's a funny character, as you'll soon see. So if you do enjoy this episode of Process, remember to share it on your story. Jack's Instagram and social medias will be in the bio. So share it on your Instagram story. Tag us both and let us know what you think. So let's get on with the episode. This is... Process. Yes, people, welcome back to Process. Today we're joined by another guest, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Jack Robson. <laughs> welcome to the podcast, mate. Are you very much, Brendan? It's nice for you to have us on. No worries, mate. So, so, yeah, so we've both kind of a few similar sort of scenarios. Obviously, you're at Newcastle playing football, and then we've both went down certain paths differently. But for people who don't we've know both, who you are... We've both been released. Yeah, we've both been released. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, cut, the, cut straight to the chase there, we've both been released, but for people who obviously don't know who you are, just tell us a little bit about yourself briefly. Hey, so my name's Jack Robson, um, you might have seen us on Instagram, might not have, as the We Had Kelly raps and that, but uh, on Instagram called J-Rob, um, I've played football all my life, I've recently, I still play football, but I've recently started music, I'm loving it. Um, people probably didn't see it coming, but it was always the plan. Uh, 20 the other day as well, so I'm, a bit, I'm still a bit hungover, and this is three days after, so that was a good night. But yeah, there's nothing right. much for the story here. <laughs> yeah, I know he's a character, that's one thing we can definitely tell. But like, like you touched on your music about pursuing your passion stuff, we'll touch on that later on. But I want to dive back in. All the way back to the start, like we started about talking about football. When did you first get into football and how did it kind of develop? Obviously, signing for Newcastle when you were a young age. <laughs> um, when I first started playing football, to be fair, uh, I didn't even, I didn't even start playing until I was nine or something. 
and really even like care about it that much. You know, when you're just like weirdly good at something. Yeah. Like I, know, I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. To be fair, I wouldn't know about that. No, yeah. I was like, I was just like, like well, I wasn't even that good when I first started, but I didn't really care for it. I was just like, I don't know. I I I think it was just like, I my brother got us into it. I was um, playing for Wickham Fellside when I was like seven or eight or something. But like I was crap, so I started playing properly when I was nine because I didn't really get a game. <laughs> yeah. uh, went to City Juniors, obviously. Warren, shout out the big man, was the coach. Under yeah. twelves, uh, went to Middlesbrough when I was twelve. Was there for a year and a half. Got released. Shock. No. <laughs> um, no. Uh, went to Middlesbrough. Played there. Went back in Newcastle City. Had a little growth spurt, got a bit stronger. Then, since then, went to Newcastle when I was 13, turning 14. That was about six years ago. Then I was there for four years. Got released in 2018. Um, went to America, came back, started at the very, very bottom. Like, literally, I was playing for Blythe Reserves. And then, luckily, uh, Louis Story at Heaven rang us saying, what are you doing? Do you want to come train? I was like, that's um, very good. Went to Heaven and it just kind of, that was kind of like the breakthrough for fo- football-wise. And went to Heaven, found it, I, I always played well, but obviously it's a men's league, you know, they're going to play, they're going to play lads who are all that more experienced, even if, you might think in your head they're not as good as you. It's always the case. So it took a while to get going, but once I got going, um, end up getting Young Player of the Year in, um, I think, Mark, was it? I can't think it was. The, might have been the Chronicle, actually. The, I think it was in the Chronicle. They do a Young Player of the Year, Player of the Year team of the season. Got Young Player of the Year, which was really good. I was really, really happy with. And then... Um, now currently at Morpeth, signing for Morpeth in December. So that was a good step up in mm, a few leagues yeah, higher. And then I'm just there now, yeah. yeah. So a lot of ups, ups, ups and downs along the way. Yeah, yeah a lot of ups and tell, downs. It's never, all people see, it's like the iceberg. People just see like, oh, he's doing well. Or someone puts on Instagram a goal they scored. They just think, oh, he's doing well. But it's never that, is it? You know that yourself. Yeah. People never see like the the true story of what you actually go through. They only yeah. see that like Instagram. You talk about Instagram, social media. That's like the highlights reel. Like that's only yeah, what people exactly. Like, obviously, you don't. A lot of people don't put the bad days on like on Instagram. It's always the highlights that like, you talk yeah, about football, exactly. like, the goals you score, the passes you make, and stuff like that. So you never gonna, you, yeah, yeah, you never put the you never put the stitcher pass on you need to. Nah. <laughs> <I> <laughs> I see him. The, the the five yard miss in front of an open goal that you know. <laughs> yeah. I know. But like there's loads of things we could talk about there, like how you went from being at Newcastle, then obviously going going away and then going through some tough times and coming back to it. You've actually a lot of lads who do go to like the likes of like Premier League clubs like like Newcastle, they don't want to go and play non-league football after that. Do they? They, they, they it's think, ego. Oh, I'm not oh massive, massive ego. It's ego like, you know, thing. I'm not even gonna lie, like the only reason I wasn't like that is because my dad 
is like uh, he, he goes he goes all over. He says he'd rather go and watch Northern League than go and watch Newcastle. He can get another pint and just stand there and watch. So I've known all about it. So I never went in with that ego. I knew how tough the league was, but a lot and I mean, there's a lot of players who have been released, or even players who might still be at academy clubs who. Not necessarily that they're not good enough to play normally because they are 100% talent-wise, they'll be the best player there. But they don't understand that this is a different, it's a different type of ball game. It's yeah. it's like people playing, people are playing because they're getting paid money that is going towards their family. These are like these are 30-year-old people with blow like blokes who have kids and they are playing. Lower, not just my league, lower leagues, football league, conference. These people are playing for their families. You're getting one-year contracts at the most. Some are players mm-hmm. you play, like you're playing. You realise that it, football is that people are actually providing for their family and stuff. It's not just like a flex. Like you mm-hmm. look at me, yeah. I play for play for these. But that's where the ego thing comes in. I think people shop realise Jesus. They'll get snapped. <laughs> They'll try to do too much on the ball. They'll get snapped in the shelf. Get a reality check. But it is. It is. A, it's a. It's a very. It's a very tough league physically, and no. that's kind of mm-hmm. why. Obviously, I'm on the other. Like the link between gym and playing at that league is massive. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a lot more physical than like I remember when like when we went to Castle and we always used to play in the senior cup. Like we always used to play against like the yeah. Nova League teams and like no fields and stuff like that. We used to get like we used to get done in off them because like especially when it was at their place, when it was at our place, the pitches were perfect and stuff, and we could play our game. But when we were at their place, like cold Tuesday nights, like oh, the pitches bubbly, raining, like but lads don't want to turn up because they're just like no. oh like. I, don't want to, like, they don't. They don't at all. Uh, and like you say, it's it is like an it's it's a massive massive ego check. There's lads who are like, oh, I'm too good for this league. I'm not dropping down. And the thing is, yes, okay, you might be too good for that league. But if you can't prove yourself, so if you can't prove yourself in those leagues, then why would someone in a Championship Premier League team take a chance on you? If you can't, if you if you're not even willing to drop all the way down, get rid of the ego and show, look, like this is how good I am. I'm doing it in these leagues. Like it should be the opposite. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like because at the end of the day, that's football. The the, the step up from 18s, 23s, the men's football is massive because it's. Mm-hmm. I don't think 18s and 23s is competitive enough competitive no. enough and then the like you say they're playing the senior cup so I think more bef- before the season before I signed played the 23s I can't remember the scoreline but I think it was like, other, yeah 3-1 3-0 or something yeah. and like speaking the lads at Morbeth they just say like you can tell that technically they're very good players but they're just young lads who don't have that competitive edge yeah it's complete different mentality in the academy and I've talked about with Smithy who I've had on the podcast we talked yeah, about yeah, like yeah. there's different ways of kind of making it in football you can either like obviously do the academy route and then you straight into the first team like you see so many lads that are like that and I think lads who do that it's probably the only pathway for them because I don't think they could go out yeah. on loan or go and play the northern leagues or like go and play even like conference league too I don't think they could go down to that level and then work the way up because no. 
they maybe don't have the mentality for it or maybe like it's just like the physical presence and stuff. It's a completely different game. Absolutely. That's why you get like the lot of like Marcus yeah. Rashford and stuff, like it'd be, it would have been really interesting to see him start yeah, at the bottom with his way up very, rather than go that's straight. A very good, that's a very good observation. And I think, like, it's mad because there is players who, like, most players who do end up going on loan struggle in lower mm-hmm. league clubs. But it's not even that they're a bad player. It's just not even, it's not the same type of football. Yeah. You know I mean, like, it's so, it's so mentally challenging and it can get frustrating but yeah. when when you're when when I'm a wing and I'm coming up against big big blokes who are absolutely just trying to crunch it in half and that like it gets it it's challenging and it's I think humbling yourself you, is the best thing you can do because you'll prepare yourself for that but when mm-hmm. there's players who drop down in these leagues and they've got this ego they're always going to struggle so my advice yeah. to anyone who's been released or to anyone who's going on loan is the first thing you've got to do is just drop the ego. Yeah, ground yourself you, 100%. Yeah, ground yourself because people don't care where you've been. They don't. Yeah. They're actually, like, literally, you, like, honestly, do, yeah, you've got that behind you in Newcastle. Like, I've got Newcastle behind us. And so, but they don't care. It's what are you doing for them now? You're playing yeah. well for them, they'll play. You might, you'll mm-hmm. play, but even then, you don't play <laughs> because you're yeah. young. So, like, it's all of that. It gets it, it's tough, man, but I wouldn't yeah. change it. It's made, it's made me the person who I am 100%. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, you do need those experiences to humble you, I think. Like, I was the same when I went left Newcastle. I was in a mentality like, right, I've been in Newcastle for so many years. That's the level I want. Like that's the level I yeah. kind of set myself a level. Even though obviously I knew I'd been out injured and stuff for a long time, so I did need to prove myself. I still had that like ego with me, which I carried with me. It took us a kind of probably a year or two to kind of get rid of it. Like it is not, looking back, hundred percent now, hundred percent. I look back and like yeah, and it's it's not a bad like you have that ego because you're like oh, I play for Newcastle, I belong here. Like you want to prove mm-hmm. people wrong. But you kind of want to fast track it, you know what I mean? Like you want to get there straight away. Just stay patient. Look at the statistics of players who play in the Premier League. They're all they're more as as a stat, but like I think most players made their debut when they're like twenty two. So mm-hmm. like if you're seventeen, eighteen year old, like stop trying to fast track it because you've yeah. got so much time. Yes, people say like, oh, but I want all this money and what everything that comes with it but at the end of the day like you you if you get if you get released and you can't find another club dropping down is kind of what else you're gonna do if you don't drop down stop playing mm-hmm. do you know what I mean yeah you've right. got you've you've got to like and it's the best thing you can do and I wouldn't be like I've totally improved and I'm a completely different player now to what I was yeah because of playing in their leagues the best thing that happened yeah. was you have to we have to adapt to a different kind of style of style of games and stuff like that in a way like if you're not open to adapt and change your game especially it's like the same having different managers if you're not open to kind of do what that manager wants then you're not going to get anywhere in that team yeah. like even if you believe that your style of play is the right way to play and the manager's got a different view in it you're gonna have like the, the manager's the one who plays it in the, the day and if you don't play then no one else is going to see you no exactly it's and amazing. i think as well that football is just opinions 
So mm-hmm. you've got oh, to have massive. thick. You've got to have thick skin. So if mm-hmm. you, if you're, if like for instance, me, like I have, I have no hard feelings. So Dave Watson was the under 18s coach, and like mm-hmm. yeah, in the end of the day, I know he didn't rate us because I don't think I was his type of player. But like, there's no hard feelings. It's just opinions. It's like if someone didn't like my music, do you know what I mean? I'm not gonna hate them for it because it's yeah. opinions. Like, but there'll be one manager who doesn't like you and there's one who does. That's football and that's how people get their breakthroughs because they've got the right manager and stuff. So I think you've always got to keep faith because somewhere some someone will really, really rate you and value you. Mm-hmm. It's just finding that place. It can take a while. It can take yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah. So you, you talked about ego before. So I feel like the reason why, especially young academy players in like the Premier League teams kind of carry that ego and inspect things to kind of happen for them kind of when say even when you get released from a big club at like 18 even 16 or 18 or 20 21 like myself you kind of think oh i'll be fine like, i'm gonna find somewhere like i don't know like a rangers or a Sunderland or somewhere like that or, like yeah. anywhere else you're gonna find somewhere to go to i feel like that's kind of instilled in you because at a young age especially for me i felt like it, things just kept on happening like I was 12, right, I got another year in Newcastle until I was 13, the same when I was 14. Got the 16, right, I got my two-year scholarship. Got the six, um, 18 and then I got an extra, I think I got a third-year scholar. And then from there I just got it, like, and then I got another two-year pro after that. Like I just felt like, obviously I was still, I was working hard in a sense, but I just felt like things just happened. Like for me in football, I feel it's a very, it's a weird it's a weird kind of industry, it's a weird business in a sense. If any In any other business, you kind of, have to earn that right especially in like the self-employed sort of world you have to kind of work really hard to get to that 100%. next level whereas i feel in football obviously you still have to perform well and work on stuff but i feel like a lot of things aren't given to you especially no. at the higher levels 100%. which is which is why i felt like especially when i left when i left newcastle i was in the mentality like oh i'll be fine like oh my agent's gonna sort us out this deal yeah. somewhere and I'm, I'm gonna sign somewhere and obviously like it's doesn't happen like, like nine that. times out of ten it doesn't happen like that's the, world the biggest where it does happen that's the biggest lesson i think this year that i've learned about life as well or what you're hinting on there like i always used to have the total opposite mentality where i think oh like it'll all just work out for us mm. and someone will give us the opportunity like it'll all work out but then i had like this euphoria where i was like well hold on wait a minute like yes you value yourself so like you know yourself how good you are something but how do other people know how good you are if you're not willing to prove it you've got to literally put yourself out there drop the ego go places that you don't i'm allowed to swear of course you can swear mate right go like the (laughs) shit go like the shittiest places like on a tuesday Mm -hmm. night you're playing on a molehill do you know what i mean like literally like pissing down the rain, like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like, you have to get over that because if you can't prove yourself, then, and I'm talking for release players, because luckily some people have the have the pleasure of not having to having to go to them players on a yeah. Tuesday because they're living in their in their lavish professional contracts and that. So, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Fair play, but if you do. Grasp it with both hands, use it as an experience, because if you might think yourself, yes, this is how good I am, but no no one is going to, do you know what I mean? No one's going to take a chance on you if mm-hmm. you have, you're not even proven what you can do. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah. Like, like you've got to prove yourself at every level, like we talked about before. Yeah. Like you can't just put turn yourself up and stuff things to happen. Just no, because exactly. you've got a name like, oh right, I'm so and so and I was at Newcastle since the age of nine and now I'm twenty years old and like that should count for something. No, it doesn't mean nothing. No. Like it's... what counts is what you do the next following Saturday or the next Tuesday night or whatever it does. That's the only thing exactly. that counts. Like, it's what what have you what have you done for me now? That is mm-hmm. it. It, the, it it's literally like that is football. You see people who are on top of the world because they're playing well and then boom, injury or yeah. not form, lose form and then they're forgotten about no one cares about them because exactly. it's what are you doing for me now? That's why you're only in it for yourself. I see in my song, don't know if you've clicked on, but I see um used to think higher powers would guide me through life till I realised there's no church in the wild. A little yeah. bit for you there. There is yeah. no church in the wild. Uh-huh. You've got to do it yourself. No one's going to do it for you. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. That's that's another big thing on football, especially when you get released and stuff. Don't rely on your agent too much because there's, like, as soon as you're not at that big club, there's a lot of, yeah, that kind of. If I feel like if you're not at that big club and you you don't, they don't see that potential. Like it's it's business at the end of the day. If there's no potential yeah. there, they're not gonna like help you. So, like, once you kind of get knocked down into a certain level, like dropping down a few levels. You're not oh, your head like down as well, form. exactly. Yeah, in in their kind of like tally of players that they've got, you're their lowest priority. So like, yeah. you oh, have 100%. to put the work in yourself. Hundred percent, because like you literally have to stand out so much. Like, what is it? One percent of people make it as a mm. pro, but like like you say, no, no one cares where you've been. It's mm-hmm. brutal, but it's true. No one cares who you are. No one cares who, where you've been. It's are you going to are you going to basically, like, if you're going to a new club, what are you going to do for this club for us to make, for you to make us want to sign you and give you our yeah. club's money? Like, you, exactly. do you know what I mean? It's money, like you said, business, it's money, talk, like, it's a job. You've got to yeah, really it's a, it's a stand out and, and grind, man. It's yeah. not... It, People aren't gonna give you that chance if you're not like willing to just knock your head down and just get mm-hmm. grafting. No, exactly, mate. Exactly. So, want to go back to like when you first got your scholarships? You're 16, obviously still in school. What was yeah. your mentality when? Well, what was your mentality when you first got that scholarship, and then also your mentality going into the scholarship? I was like, oh, class this man, gonna be a footballer, me like. Telling everyone, mm. telling the lasses and that, you know, I, do you want me autograph now? No. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you go in and you just like, don't know, it, it's like, it, it just feels a bit surreal, doesn't it? Especially when you're like 16, because it's like, you're getting paid before everyone else. All your mates, like, like don't have jobs, because to be fair, you're only 16, not many people yeah. do at that age. But you're getting paid, playing football every day. It is good. Um, I don't think that I think people glorify it more than what it actually is because the I, I would say that I experienced in my obviously not everyone's the same but in my experience over that two years I experienced double the amount of downs that I did ups mm-hmm. because it a lot of the time you just feel lonely stressed whatever so mm-hmm. much happens but. Like you go in with that fresh mindset when you're 16, you're like, oh, this is going to be mint. Like, I'm going to, I'm just going to like get there and it's going to be sound. And then you get there and you're like, you're like, just realize straight away, like, hold on a minute. 
it's going to be a bit harder than I first anticipated. Yeah. And then, yeah, realising your first-year scholar when you're not getting played at all because all the second-year scholars are playing. Mm-hmm. Then you're like, oh, this is this crap. <laughs> I think it's because at that age, like, that's when it turns serious. Like, I remember at 16, you were kind of everybody would get a fair share of games. Yeah, and when you yeah, get to, yeah. like, even when you're a scholarship, even if you're a first-year scholar, you don't really get a taste because the second-year scholars will play. It's literally the best starting eleven that will play, yeah. no matter what. Like, maybe maybe if you haven't played a few games every so often, they'll, they'll like, throw you in for a friendly or they'll throw you in off the bench and, like, won the, won the league game or something. But it literally is. The starting eleven will play. And I think a lot of young lads that get the scholarship and they expect... They just expect the kind of playing all the time. It's a reality, yeah. and then then when and they get asked, fine. like that's fine to think that though, because I think you've got to have that cutting edge as a footballer. Like when I when I didn't play, I would always ask why I'm not playing, not in like a malicious way, like why aren't you playing? As mm-hmm. like, do you know how good I am? Because I would, yeah. you know, it's not who I'm like, but I would always ask in a polite manner, like why am I not playing? What can I do to get better? Like, that's fine, that's totally fine. You need to have that about you. But when you're letting it get to you and you're letting it ruin your day, or you, mm-hmm. if you don't get played on a Saturday, you haven't been picked and you're still thinking about it the week after, that's not doing you any any good, is it? Do you know what I mean? So Yeah, I wish I wish when I was younger that I didn't really have that in me to go and take the court. Oh, why was I not playing? I was quite, I don't know, I was, I was always a bit, bit more, more in like, my shell, I felt. Yeah, when I yeah, was younger, I was like... Yeah. Like a nice, nice yeah, lad yeah. sort of thing. I didn't really want to go up, which I think, as a young lad, I think football, you need to learn that quick. The quicker you can you learn do. to stand up you... for yourself because you are your own business. Like, you are your yeah. self-employed as a footballer. Exactly. Literally. Exactly. Like people's Especially at that age. Flip. Especially mm-hmm. at that age. Like, you've got mates in football, but you, at the end of the day, you're playing for yourself. And, mm-hmm. like, you've got to literally do everything that you can to get there. And if that means talking to the coach and that, you kind of just got to cut yourself out of being the person you are at times. And just like you say, like, yes, some people might be quiet. I'm, 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 I'm like, I'm quite a confident person. I'll always like to just ask people questions. People say, like, you know, like that, that's why I'm, I don't, I don't mind doing that. But you, even if you are a shy person, it's it's good it's good to ask questions because it kind of like it shows them well like he obviously cares do you know what I mean he wants mm-hmm. to be playing if you're just like going by like oh I'm being picked oh well I'll just work hard and train and not say anything then if that's your approach fine but I think you need to have a bit more like aggression a bit more yeah. passion about you because like you say you're your own business you've got to stand out above the rest because like like I was touching on before, they're, they're only going to pay you or give you the contract if you're doing it for them. Mm-hmm. You've got yeah. to do everything. It's a little things. Speak to them. If you're not playing, ask them why. Mm-hmm. Why am I not playing? What can I do better? Go yeah. away and actually execute it. Have some integrity. Don't just do it because you think everyone's watching. They're going to look out on the field and think, oh, look at him doing extra. He's meant him. Like... Mm-hmm. Do it with integrity. Do it because you want to get better, not because you want to impress other people. I think yeah. a lot of people are like that as well. They don't have yeah. enough integrity, especially in that age. You're like, because we've all been guilty of it. You're like, I'm going to do extra. So if anyone's watching out, if the gaffer's watching out the window, he's going yeah. to think, oh, look, he's in graph. Yeah. But half the time, like, they don't. <laughs> and it should be yeah. expected of you to put extra. So 
have some integrity and like if you are truly passionate about what you do then you'll want to do it and if you're not doing extra and you're not putting that work in you need to have a think to yourself like why because yeah. especially at that age like that is it's like it's it's cutthroat like you can get clicked off like that you need to do everything and look back at the end and be like i've got no regrets and i look back at my time and i have absolutely no regrets because i know in my heart i put everything into it i got released mm-hmm. but i'm i'm not i never one day ever think that i'll regret it because i know i've done everything i could it just didn't work out yeah. and that's but i can live you can live with that you know what i mean you can live mm-hmm. with that i'm sure you're the same i used to see mm-hmm. you in the gym every day very like one of the most resilient people that you'll meet which is like honest very very admirable like in the gym every day working it's frustrating but you always had a smile on your face and i would like to think i try to be like that too i had a few injuries but you just gotta keep smiling and like you say if you've got no regrets then don't be upset about it people are gonna say oh you got released you're obviously shit shut up like People say that, what just think to yourself, what have you done with your life? Do you know what I mean? Like, you're probably yeah. like probably sitting at home trying to prestige on card and that. And there's no wrong with that, but if that's all you're doing, then like you need to have a look at yourself, you know what I mean? But like, so the people are saying that, are you always the people who say stuff like, hi, oh, you got released, are always the ones who are actually not doing anything themselves. Someone who's doing well is never going to say that to you because they're not actually asked because they're doing well themselves they've got yeah. nothing against you because they're doing well themselves so yeah. there's always gonna there's always gonna be people, people have a go at you and oh, say stuff but like I you see, said they're, they're, they're yeah. the people who don't have anything else to do with their life like yeah, they're exactly. wasting they're, they're, they're who are instagram commenting yeah exactly and like us i always say right and uh, this gave us the confidence to do what i'm doing now with the music because like, it is that understand people are, like i'm not i'm not totally stupid like people take the piss out of us all the time 100 but mm-hmm. it doesn't phase us and it, I, I would say i've got quite thick skin to it now where i just kind of laugh it's because mm-hmm. it's like as long as you've got that group of mates around you who fully support what you're doing that's all you need and i always think to myself you could have the most normal job in the world you can literally no disrespect to postman but you could literally be a postman, the most normal job ever. You just, you know what I mean? You're just going around, putting posts through the door, nice, relaxed job. And people probably still take a make out of you for being a postman. And you're yeah. thinking like, well, it's a pretty normal job. Do you know what I mean? Like you uh, could work in that, an if office. If you're happy doing that. Yeah? You work, could work in that. an office. And like the majority of people work in an office and people still take the make out of you for working in an office. Do you know what I mean? So whatever, and I'm just, what I'm trying to say is whatever you do, you're just going to get judged. So, mm-hmm. and you've got to think when I'm, when I'm 80 years old and I haven't seen these people in 40, 50 years, I'm, am I going to sit there towards the end of my life and think, oh, why I didn't do this because someone who told me that I shouldn't, who was completely irrelevant in my life. And now you're looking back totally regretting it because irrelevant people have told you not to do something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Think it's like yeah. longevity thing the long term. Are you your your group of friends who support you are the ones who will be there for years and years and they're the only people you need. People who say mm-hmm. things now you're not even going to speak to 
in 20, mm -hmm. 30 years time. So just like, just laugh, man. It's it's like, it's if you don't take things to heart and you just stay open-minded, then you'll, you'll be mm -hmm. sweet. Yeah, I think it takes time to build that thick skin though because like everyone when they first oh, start out something, they have them, like, it's almost like anxiety and like nervous. Yeah. Like, they don't want to well, start something. I was asking you, you like, yeah, how, how nervous were you to set up your fitness page? Do you know what I mean? Because it's something uh, you're like, Oh, mate, I remember. I remember me Especially at the time page. because at the time, no, I would say you were one of the first ones who really started doing it as well. Do you know what I mean? But like, I would say you're more of like a pioneer now where like, people look at you and think our oh, friend's been doing it a while like that'll give them the confidence to do it but like like how nervous must have you been to do that like, yeah i remember because i was still i was playing at south shields at the time and i was injured and i kind of knew that my time there was coming to an end so i set i set it up because i knew it was always a passion like you probably know you, you knew it was always a passion of mine oh, so i set it up and i remember going to the dressing room and getting like, oh, see, so you send up a fitness account and yeah. expecting to get loads and loads of stick from it. And I just like, I was so anxious because people knew that I yeah. set this up. But now I'm looking at it now. Like, I don't so even what? think twice about it's, posting people, something. Yeah. People like like that with, <laughs> like, you're seeing you in the dressing room, like, oh, I see you set. It's just a passing thought of them. They don't mean anything malicious by it. Mm. like they're not saying it because they'll probably forget the next day that you've done it do you know what I mean and if there's anyone who's actually being like a dick about it then that's their problem with you like you it's nothing yeah. to do with you they're just a weird strange person <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean because like and I'm glad because I think we're all guilty everyone judges people and like we always say oh people judge uh, everyone's guilty I've judged someone before you would have judged someone before but you can't eradicate that and like now because I when you start to do something that you want to do like you're with your fitness me with my rapping you are much more open-minded when other people want to do their thing so if I see uh, a business page on Instagram now I'm just like don't even I no negative thoughts I'm just like fair play well done putting yourself yeah, out there support. good it's good just support mm -hmm. and like how happy do you become when you like that? Like, I'm the happiest yeah. I've ever been because I've, I've no negative thoughts. I yeah, just, I love it when I see I'm people, like, enough. start up stuff. And even yeah. the thing with starting up stuff, your first first bit of content and the first thing you do is going to be shit. Like, most likely <laughs> exactly. it's going to be pretty shit. Like, was, like, exactly. I mean, I wrote the one that I put, my rap that I first put on, I wrote it when I was 17. Like, mm. I was in the changing room with Adam Wilson and that, just rapping and then <laughs> and we were thinking of lyrics to put in and then I was just like, that was, but I kind of put that one on because that was the first one I'd done and I knew that it was always going to get better from there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, like I said, people don't want to start stuff because they think it's going to be shit. Well, it probably is going to be shit, but you're only going yeah, to exactly. learn from it. Like, you're going to look yes. back at it. Like, I look back at, like, the, my first posts, my first, like, even my first, like, PT sessions, my first classes, uh, first YouTube video, first <laughs> podcast, probably. Yeah, my first podcast didn't go down too well. My first guest, but never mind. No, like, I know so like, Yeah, you look back and you think like, like yeah. I'm so glad I started it then because it took it took me so long to actually like. You look at it like yeah. clients, and you're like, why the hell did I make them do that exercise? Yeah, <laughs> so it's like you, you learn. Everything's like well, it's a process. Like everything's yeah, exactly. a process. Like, you just... learn. You learn as you go. Yeah, 100%. just don't be like, don't be like, people, no one who ever first started to make were great. No one, mm -hmm. not even like, no, absolutely no one. Like, but mm -hmm. you've just got to do it. And it's like, if you have a positive outlook on it, it actually means, right, yeah, you might be shit when you first start, but 
then if you're truly passionate about it and you're willing to put the work and get better at it, then you will get better at it and people will realise you're getting better at it. So it's always going to get better. Do you know what I mean? If you're already yeah. shit at it, you can't get worse. If you're working at it every day, that, that your output is like going to help every day. You're not going to get worse if you're working on something every day. You're just going to keep getting better. So I don't know why people put things off because they think, oh, but I'm shit at it. Like, And we're all guilty again. I'm saying people think the problem with society these days is everyone says, oh, I hate these types of people. And I think sometimes people don't look at themselves. You've got to be really harsh and honest with yourself as we're all guilty of being jealous. We're all guilty of being judgmental. But if you've got if you've got it in you to look at yourself and think, well, I need to be a better person, not be like that, then, you know what I mean? It's always about bettering yourself. And now, like I say, I think if I seen someone setting up a fitness page like four years ago, because when you're younger, you probably would take the piss out of them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you're, it's something different. But then mm -hmm. imagine if you, imagine, right, so like, think of some of the best fitness influencers like Bradley Simmons, who was actually like on a, he, he was like, he was at QB on stuff, wasn't he? You all probably took the piss out of him, but I guarantee that not now when he's verified with his 300K followers, like training all the celebrities and that. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you've just got to have that vision and think the people who are going to take the nick are the ones who will probably be like trying to get on your side when you are doing well. Yeah, exactly. That's why I think having a good close group of people around you, like a good little support network and surround yourself with people who like are yeah. like minded, like obviously you, you're surrounded by people of the same sort of like your friends and like I feel yeah. like I'm starting to my great friend friend group is kind of transitioning more to people who are doing the same thing as me. Same thing. Like, yeah. People that I connect with yeah. through Instagram and like doing the podcast and stuff like yeah. that. Um well, like, like, you've got Danny and Kitch, the Kitchen Brothers, exactly. Adam Collard and that, like, they're all doing it as well. And you speak to them, people, they're all very, like, like-minded in a very, very good way. I love being around those types of people because it, you're always going to learn something from them. Mm -hmm. You're always going to be motivated. And if you're, if you're, I don't know if you, like, people say if you hang around with five millionaires, you'll be the sixth millionaire. And if you hang around with five absolute bums who want to do nothing with their life, you'll be the sick one. And I think that speaks facts, and I totally go by that. So like you say, surround yourself with people who are in a similar environment who are totally like-minded, and you're going to learn things from each other, and you'll help get there together. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, with my music, like, me and Kurt, like, just talk about it all the time. And, like, I kind of just say to them, like, your success is my success because I know I've got you there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah, like, yeah. if you do well, I'm, I actually feel successful and proud of myself because I know I've helped you get there. Mm -hmm. That's no, how it should be. That's what you need. You need them people around you who are going to push you, but also going to tell you, like, when you're maybe getting off track, yeah. getting sidetracked, or yeah. maybe, like, what's what's good and what's They're bad. They're the best need... types of friends. Like, yeah. the people... And I, you, I would much rather someone just say it was... <laughs> if, I put a, if I put a song on and they thought it was shit, I'd much rather just say, oh, I didn't like that one. But from it, I would only take that from a person who I trust. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get you. Because I know when they, I know when they're gonna be critical and when they're gonna be like praising us. It's different mm -hmm. when it's someone who you just don't care about because you're like, well, you're probably just like 
Just bit of a bell end, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I know. Just ignore, ignore anybody yeah. like that. I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of obviously your time when you your mindset when you had left Newcastle. Obviously, getting told being released at eighteen when you dedicated your whole life to something. What was your initial mentality like after that? You know, Brendan. Um, I remember being released, and I wasn't actually like. I remember I get released from Middlesbrough, and I was like hysterical, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was quite, I was all right. But to be fair, I'd set up my plan B. Like I knew I was going to America. If not, so I was kind of like calm, and I knew I wanted, I wanted to try it anyways. I was quite happy to go to America. So I think that mm. set like for anyone who does get released, like try and set up a plan B before you do. So like, mm-hmm. or even if it's not set up, just have a like clear idea of what you think you want to do. And then that always takes a lot of pressure off. So I wasn't actually bad. I was in a really good place when I'd been released, which is good. Like, because I know not a lot of people are, but mm-hmm. you've just got to remember when you get released that now you're training for yourself. So I know some people, I'm guilty of it myself. Like, you, you don't go in some days if you've got fitness testing, but you've been really, yeah. like, I'm not standing. Like, but <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> funny story I remember right uh, 18s I stayed off <laughs> I stayed off for fitness testing because I was watching Wrestlemania with the lads <laughs> like, like just stuff like that but <laughs> like you need to uh, do, it, do it for yourself not for anyone else like you need to keep training you keep working hard because you don't know where, where you're going to end up you know what clubs are going to you're going to go on trial to just mm-hmm. You might be like annoyed that they've released you, and you might not want to look the coach in the face in that way. That's fine, like, but don't train. You're not trained to impress people, and you never mm-hmm. were. You're training for yourself. So my words. Yeah, no, you've always, got, always, got, always got to think about that, and don't like, don't like, don't slack off just because you know you've got something there. I think a lot of lads are like that, especially maybe if they have like a long contract, like when it's a football, like a long term contract people might start slacking a little bit and then maybe coaches pick up on it and think like, hang on, like he's just got like a three, four year deal and he's just slacked off and then that's going to affect you long term because yes, you might be safe for four years when that four years is up, you're not safe. Like it's not, it's not like a normal nine to five job where you're realistically going to be okay long term. Like you, you always like, they always say like coaches always say it when you're a young lad, every day you're fighting for your career. You are like and you like you, you actually you, are. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you, you are make your impression every day because football is a short career. You could literally it's brutal, but you could train tomorrow and do your ACL. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And, and that's you not playing for a year. And if you yeah. didn't make an impression when you were fit, then and your contracts up, then your last impression on the coaches was the last time you were playing. And if it was bad, mm-hmm. then that's not going to help you. I got I got my scholarship, right? And I was injured for majority of under 15, well, all of under 15s and quite a lot mm-hmm. of under 16s. But when I did play, I played really well and I uh, was doing well. And they, that's why I got it because in the little, and it, honestly, like I did not play much at all. And yeah. but they were like looking back to when I did play, and I was play, I played really well, and that's the mm. impression. And I got one solely because even though I wasn't fit often, they saw what I could do when I was. Mm. I mean, so don't slack off like ever, ever slack off because, like you say, it's yeah. a short career, anything can happen. You don't know what tomorrow brings. 
Yeah, that was a similar similar thing to me because I was injured for quite a lot. Since some of my like my scholarship contract was probably down to that as well. I was injured quite a lot, especially when I was younger with backs. Yeah. And then I'd done my knee right at the end. I already had my scholarship, but I was injured. I went into my scholarship injured to start with. I was the same. So obviously, like the lasting impression that you had before that, obviously yeah. still stands with you. Um, obviously, if you have a long, long term injury, like but it's a little bit more injured, difficult. I was talking. I was talking to Kurt the other day. And I was just saying, do you not think it's to, so? Like now, what are your injuries like? Would you say they've reduced a bit? Because I can control them a yeah. bit more because I'm going off how I feel. Like whereas in training, when you're at Newcastle, like you playing when you're full time, you, you have to turn up every day and train. But I know if I'm a little bit sore one day, I can just back off a little bit I, or just. Yes. I remember, right, and I used to de- disagree with him at the time because I wanted to, but he, I knew he was right. So Stevie Weir. Legend mm-hmm. used to say all the time. He used to say, "We're not like young lads, especially us. We're not conditioned to play that much football. That's mm-hmm. why there's so many injuries." And I used to think, "Oh, shut up, man!" Like, uh, uh, like yeah. of course we are, but you're not. And then when I found the gym, and I used to get injured all the time with just stupid injuries. And I think that was totally down to muscular imbalances, weaknesses. And when I started the gym, so when I started, and I learned properly from Alex Kitchen, I went mm-hmm. with him and I learned techniques and I was doing heavy compound lifts. I fingers crossed touch wood, but since then I haven't had, a, I haven't had like a soft tissue injury. I haven't had yeah. anything like that. And it's almost because like, it's made my, my, my glutes, hamstrings, quads bulletproof like because mm-hmm. i've been in the gym like young lads you, like gym is the most important thing you need to condition yourself the amount of training you do i think it's personally too much and like you said yeah. now you can take them rest days whereas when you're playing for someone you train when they tell you to. so you need yeah. to make sure you're in the gym conditioning yourself doing those heavy compounds they're gonna get you mm-hmm. strong because yeah, I, I, think a lot of- I don't get injured really yeah in football as well, there's that there's like old school mentality that you don't need to lift weights and stuff, but people don't understand how it could obviously you need to learn the technique. Technique's the priority thing. And then once you learn the technique and then you can start loading it. Change strength into power and you're an absolute animal. Like look at a Dharma Triori. And I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but he definitely does weights and I think he's just double bluffing everyone. He he has to be huge. Double bluffing everyone. Yeah, I think he's saying it's so so other people don't do weight so he can keep being a beast. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> he's hammering them. Oh, he's, he's definitely on a bit of creatine as well. Yeah, he's got. Yeah, a, he's, he's on. <laughs> he'll be on the double load ten Gs a day, man. Uh, but like, don't not neglect it because there's so many benefits to it. Like, like to build strong tendons as well. It's not just about building muscle. It's your bone structure, increasing bone density, increasing your tendon strength. Like everything. And, and I've kind of like... And I look good as well, you know what I mean? Look good, feel good, play good, yeah. mate. I'm, I'm all about that. It's all about it. Confidence, especially in football, like, I, I mm. feel like I play better when I, or, I've, I've, or I rap better when I've got like a fresh trim and that, you know, like, pretty confident. It is. It's a, it's yeah. psych, psychological. Honestly, I felt like if I like, if I had to say like even a good week of training in the gym and stuff, I feel so much better yeah. in myself. And like confidence-wise, obviously, just the, the side of like endorphins yeah. releasing. And how do you feel when you skip a few days? You just feel so yeah. crap about yourself mentally. You feel like totally fogged in the brain. Like, mm-hmm. just like, it's like cliche, but like, 
you have less energy when you don't train. Do you yeah. know what I mean? No, 100%. So like, it's like a it's like a, it's a routine thing. If you're out with that routine, like you've, you've lost that momentum for the week. I do it. I do it. Man, it's, for men, it's for mental health more than anything for me. Mm-hmm. I've got to do it. Yeah. It's like you're yeah, so, I've got to do it. Keep myself sane. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was gonna. We we're gonna touch on that. So, obviously, after Newcastle, you went to America. If you don't mind talking about it, kind of obviously your time in America, the states, and then kind of a little bit what happened afterwards and the uh, tough times because we've both been through dark times. Um, Just talk a little bit about it, if you don't mind. I'm always I'm obviously always open to talk about. It. I don't know podcast with um, if you care share as well, and I talked all about it. But I've had two different experience so I would say that when I got back from America I wouldn't say I was necessarily depressed like clinically mm-hmm. I would say that I was just in a shit time because I came back and I couldn't get a job couldn't go to uni because I was too late so I was just sitting around doing nothing obviously wasn't getting paid I was well I was getting like my 60 quid a week from heaven but like didn't have a job or anything so I just kind of felt like at that time when I came back from America, it was more just like worthlessness. Like I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I didn't know what I wanted to do with myself. And I think everyone gets like that at one point, but you do get there on track. I it, I, I look back and it was actually a good thing because it gave me time to procrastinate and that procrastination turned into productiveness because it gave me time to think of what I wanted to do, but mm-hmm. really, really think about it, what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that experience was different. Um, this so it, it gets a bit like deep so um about like a, a year ago now I was um it, it's really hard to explain unless you've been through it but um so I was prescribed I'm on I take hundred milligrams of sertraline a day, which is an antidepressant. Um it was totally irrelevant to football reasons why I was I like how depressed I was. So about last June I got put on antidepressants and like it Brent like honestly I would not wish it upon my worst enemy like I think you think at times I'm depressing that but you know like you know mm-hmm. when you've got it like for like for months like I, I stopped working I stopped playing football like because I physic- physically couldn't like I, I there was a point, there's pictures on my phone, I'll see if I can find them and send them after you, but like, I'm, I literally, I look like a twig, like, because I couldn't eat, mm. I couldn't, I, I lost to all my appetite, got the point for two weeks in July, like, I couldn't even watch the telly, because I had all these, like, in the horrible thoughts in my head, and I just couldn't, and like, I, I was, when you try and fight them, they just grow stronger, and it was like, it was like the worst time of life and I would say I struggled like that for like five months and it was it was at the point where I'm waking up every day and I'm just like praying that tomorrow's better and it like get the end of the day and I'm like 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 thank god this is over the only time my mind's at rest is when I go to sleep like I literally lost all sense of excitement like it it was because obviously it was like I was I was I had it was severe depression and I've got it was from OCD so I got um, diagnosed with a type few types of OCD it's not like I've got to rearrange my desk and that type of OCD it's like these like intrusive I get intrusive thoughts I don't know if you know what that means but like intrusive thoughts are just kind of thoughts that you don't want in your head 
and then you think, why am I thinking of these? Like, I just don't want to think about it. But that's when they grow stronger mm. and they're not nice. And I had that type of OCD, which led to depression and anxiety. Like panic attacks. I remember when I was a PT working in a class and I just halfway through just broke out in the tears because I was that anxious. And Danny had to go and cover it and I just went home and like, it, it is, it's real and I know that there'll be people listening now who totally relate and if you, like, the, the, the feelings that you get I can't even describe, like, it is literally a true, it's an illness, it's, it's nothing, it's nothing to piss about. I feel like people, people these days see it as a trend to say like, oh, they've got mental, uh-huh. mental health issues and it's quite disrespectful to people who actually do. Like they play the depression or the anxiety card, but they don't even know if they've got it. They might just be, everyone has a shit time. I always say this. I'm probably rambling on, but like it, it's just no, hard, it hard, keep it hard to explain. Like I always say this, that the difference between depression and having a shit time is depression is literally an illness in your brain where you, you're like, what's the word? You so you're clinically depressed you are you have chemical imbalances in the brain which don't pr- produce enough serotonin which is the mm-hmm. happy chemical yeah, yeah, yeah which like that it, it's a it's an illness but it's an invisible one and mm-hmm. that's that's the killer like i remember looking at people when i was bad and like i used to just think it's mental how you you all just think i'm fine like you look at me and you think I'm fine, but if I had had a if I had a broken leg, I'd have like everyone would be like, oh, I hope you're all right. Like, look after yourself. But when I try and explain how I felt, because it was invisible and you couldn't see the physical effects, people would just be like, not really take it serious. And it got to a point, just be honest, where it, like it was like September. Sorry for anyone close to us who's listening because it's probably a bit traumatizing to listen to, but I was literally standing on the time bridge. Like I'm not I'm not embarrassed to say it because like it's I'm still here, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I can, and I I I was literally like crying my eyes out. Luckily some bloke came up to us and calmed us down, took us home. But I just remember like I don't actually remember, you know, I was fully like, you know, when like you're drunk and you forget things. Mm-hmm. I do not, I remember driving that. I don't, it was like, it was like, it wasn't me and my head. I don't even remember mm-hmm. walking there. It was like, I just wanted to do it. Like, and it's not like I wanted, to, I didn't want to like kill myself. I didn't want to do it. But like, it was kind of you want to free yourself pretty yeah, much from it, it. You just want to get rid of the pain that goes on every second of the day in your head. You want to just mm-hmm. it's like and people say people might say it's cowardly and stuff, but it's like people just see it. it the door no one who does it, I don't think many people who like who attempt suicide, they don't want to kill themselves. They just you, you like you get so desperate to find like you find to find like a solution because there is like you feel like there is no other solutions and i think that's why people do it because they just think there's no solution they just want you want to stop to it but for anyone listening you've just got to like you just got to persevere like and it might 
might sound like, oh, persevere, I am. People listen think I am persevering. I still feel shit every day. I feel like that. If you told me I'd feel like this a year ago today, I'd literally slap you and say, like, shut up. Like, no, I won't. Like, you feel at the time I am in this, like, and I just can't get out of it. Like, it literally felt like I was stuck. And, but, like, now I look at it and <laughs> as weird as it sounds, but it's just how you outlook and, like, I look at it as a positive experience because mm-hmm. now it wasn't at the time, but I am just like anything materialistic and stuff. Yeah, it's nice. All the like fancy things, whatever that you you want to get in life. To me now doesn't matter. I'm mm-hmm. just grateful that I'm happy and that I remember thinking when I was bad, like. Why did I ever stress about money? Why did I ever stress about these stupid little things? Because I was actually happy then. All I wanted to do, all I wanted to feel is, ha- is happy. I used to say that. I used to cry about it. Like, I just wanted to feel happy. It was like frustration. Like, mm-hmm. really, really, really shit times. And I would not wish it upon anyone. And, like, I always say it, and I, I'm not even bantering, like, Sometimes it's easier to talk to people who you don't know. So if anyone's actually mm-hmm. struggling, just tell us and talk to us. Because it's not even like you're going to, it's not like I'm just going to be like, oh, I'm sorry, Heather. Like if you tell us that, I'm going to try and give you like ways of how I cope with it. Like I know pe- like people always say, oh, well, if you're depressed, just like go out and do exercise or whatever, because it like releases the hormones. Yeah, it does. But like, sometimes you are that depressed that you actually can't but don't put that pressure on yourself if you feel like that that's fine don't put pressure on yourself because if you start saying like i remember it started making me worse because i was forcing myself to do things like force myself to still go to football i was i remember like at, when i was back in heaven like i was just walking off the pitch crying because i couldn't do it I used to go and hide in the changing rooms and that. Just pure anxiety. I don't know why. Because like, just mm. these thoughts in my head just totally overcrowding. And like, I think once I took that pressure off, I started getting a bit better. When I just accepted, look, it's fine. Like, I'm, I can't I can't eat at the minute. I'm struggling to train. I couldn't train. Like, I just couldn't focus on what I was doing. And I just kind of had to accept, look, take your time. Like, you can't do this. You're not well enough to do it. But just do, just... Put yourself first and gradually, and I mean, like, and I'm sorry to tell people who are listening who might be going through this, but it takes so much time. It it really does. There's Unfortunately, there isn't a quick fix. And I know sometimes it's not what you want to hear, but it's not what I wanted to hear when I used to get told that by people who had similar. But it's true. You've just got to keep every day, just do one thing that you might like or just try and like just put yourself first people put pressure on you like oh you've got to go away you've got to train you've got to do this you've got to do that and keep yourself happy sometimes you just physically can't you know what i mean i mm-hmm. i was that mentally bad that i was actually like physically ill like i was mm-hmm. getting stomach pains and ulcers in my mouth and stuff mm-hmm. and like i was dehydrated i was skinny my face, my complexion, like I'm quite a, I'm quite a tan, like my complexion's tanned, like I was totally like pale, like bad, I literally had like little bags under my eyes, like 
you know what I mean? And it has that effect on people. And I, I've never actually explained this to people, how bad it was. And I just hope that people now realise that mental health is serious. Like, it's, it is, it's the biggest killer in the UK for men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? How mad's that? That there's things like alcohol, smoke and drugs, like horrible diseases, yet the biggest killer in the UK is suicide. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the, I don't, and I think people say there is a stigma around it, and there is, but I do think it's getting better. I think that I would never talk this openly about it, but now I do because, mm-hmm. like, I want other people to think that they can open up about it because I always say if you broke your arm, you, you're not asked, are you? You'll go to town with a broken arm and people will just be like, oh, what happened to your arm? And you'll just tell them without thinking, oh, like it fell off a wall or something. But like, when you're depressed, I would, I think it would be great if people could just start saying, oh, like, look, I'm going through a shit time. And then like, I just think I'm, I'm a bit depressed. And it would be nice for the people you're telling to be like, I'm sorry to hear that, mate. Rather than think mm-hmm. you're begging for attention. Because the last thing, the last thing I wanted when I was bad was attention. I wasn't even, I never replied messages. I was never on my phone because that, like, I, I just wasn't, I didn't want attention. I just wanted to get better. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's totally insulting for someone to say that you're looking for attention when you're struggling with mental health. And I hope people don't say that because that can really break someone. Mm-hmm. And I know it's hard for people to understand, but because not everyone goes through it, but even if you don't understand, just just try. Do you know what I mean? Just, just try and be a nice person and have that kind of, what's the word? Have that empathy for the person and just, you don't know what they're going through, but understand that they're hurting. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's a bit about that, anyways, because I'm going on now. No, that was powerful, mate. That was very powerful. I appreciate you talking about that, like, because I've never, I've never heard it. I didn't know the full story either. No, it's was, the first uh, time kind of hearing of it. It was. Uh, I don't think people realise, but like, because obviously no one, I haven't told anyone to the extent it was, but like, it was, like. <laughs> It it was just hell, like literally, and like I, it, I just can't really describe it. And it was frustrating for my family because that's like what makes it worse because they don't understand why you like that. So then they get frustrated. They're like, I don't know why you like this. Just be happy in that. And you're like, I would if I could. You know, I think I want to be happy. Of course, I want yeah. to be freaking happy. Like that's like why? Who wants to be depressed? You know what I mean? Like if I could just be happy like that, I would. But unfortunately, you can't. So for anyone listening, just it takes a lot of time, a lot of perseverance, and you're gonna have shit days. You're gonna have days where you think, oh, I feel a bit better. You're not, you'll not feel amazing, but you'll feel better than you did the other day. And then you'll have a little dip, and that's not a full relapse. So don't think, oh, you're back to square one. You're not. It's fine. You're gonna have. It's like that, but you get there in the end. And now, like I look at myself, and like I'm very critical of myself, I'm very harsh on myself, but I am proud of like kind of how far I've came and I'm doing everything I want to do now if and I don't have these negative thoughts I just dismiss them and I get mm-hmm. on with life and I'm happy and that's like the main thing so yeah mate I was gonna say there's a little lyrics I listened to your music video there's a little lyric that I wrote down trying to make peace with the world that's in my mind like that's something like 
anybody who's going through that sort of thing, Rather. there's always going to be, I feel like there's always going to be that battle. Like, even once the war's over, it's, it's well, it's never really over. You're always going to have it, little spells where it just creeps back in, there's thoughts in your mind. Uh, it's like trying to make peace with the war that's in my mind. And then negotiations, like the Treaty of the size, going back and forth like the Battle of Fedora, trying to get the devil on my shoulder to sign. <laughs> there is the full lyric, mate. I love that. But it's true, like, like, how do you when it kind of creeps because I'm, I'm the same I get things that like pop into my mind you get yourself down obviously I don't I was never down luckily I was never down that really really dark dark I was in really dark places oh, never mind. we're back on we're back on now I was going to say I think that that like there's things that there's things that pop into my mind like I've been through some shit times I don't think I was I was close close to I would say depressed but I don't know what I might have been, but I don't. I think there's people yeah, who are worse think, off than me. No, but you and like I'm gonna stop you right there. I, you shouldn't say that because yes, there is people worse off than you. Yeah, obviously, like mm. there's you've got like and it's horrible. There's third world countries who are like starving and like honestly, like it, it's horrible and like you can use that as a way to say I'm blessed that I'm in a like. A position where I get food, shelter, and stuff. However, don't get it twisted to think just because other people are in a bad position that you can't be upset about yours. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So if someone's in a worse position, use that as a like positive to think. Oh well, actually, I should be grateful that I'm not. But don't don't get that twisted with the fact that you now can't be upset because. Like there's people worse off than you because you can't. People like yeah. I mean, like <laughs> you, you. Sometimes you get upset about the stupidest things, but if it means if it means something to you, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. everyone's got yeah. their own issues, and like I'm not sitting here trying to think, trying to tell people that I'm the only one who has issues because I'm not. I'm just trying to share my experiences because I'm well aware that every single person deals with some sort of like. Even if it's not depression and it won't might not be severe as mine, but shit times, dark times. And mm-hmm. I'm well aware of that. Like and I'm not trying to sit here and tell people that I'm not. So everyone goes through things. So don't ever let yourself feel like you can't be upset about things because someone else is going through worse. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone's you you've got your own mental battles, like no matter what it is. Like a lot of our people in third world countries, they're like their mental battles. Like I'm gonna get water today, but you might be worse off. Like I don't know, I can't think of an example. Like you might be stressing about a meeting or something like that, and that might that might get you even more than them thinking about getting water. Yeah, like that's the thing is like that's fine though. Too stressed, don't like like I'm saying like it's fine. You you can you can use it as a positive to think right. There is people much worse off than me, so I'm gonna relax a bit and think I'm blessed that mm-hmm. I'm not in that that position and be grateful for it. However, mm-hmm. there's still nothing wrong with being upset if you had a shit day. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you're your own person. You're the only person. You're with yourself every second of the day, and sometimes that little thing in there can deceive you and change into a different person. And like mm-hmm. I say, it's like it's almost like two people. It's like a war in your mind. Like I said in my song, that like it's like a devil on your shoulder, and it's just feeding stuff into your brain. And that's you literally feel like you're constantly negotiating with this alter ego in your head or something. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Like, Once you can get peace of mind, like having peace of mind, because like I know it's like when they have a million thoughts in your head, you can't you, you can't focus on something. So I was reading the book this morning. The guy talks about like he was the same. Like he couldn't concentrate on things, and like he would. He went to this meditation thing and controlled his thoughts and stuff. And he literally, he did the same walk every single day for years and years and years. I think he's, he's from Dublin, walking down like the main street in Dublin. He noticed, once he kind of controlled his thoughts, like little things, like he noticed like certain things on the walls that he's never seen because he was never present. Exactly. He was thoughts were everywhere because he was never actually well, present. Well, you can't yeah, focus. But well, all like that, even me now, like, uh, like I would love to be more present now because you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're always thinking about the past, you're always thinking about the future, but you're never mm-hmm. actually just appreciating the moment. Like, just mm-hmm. let your senses come in. Like you say, like meditation is actually really, really good. I used to do it when yeah. I was mad and it did help. Um, so that's mm-hmm. something that people, if you're listening, who's struggling, or even if you're not struggling, it, I've, I used to meditate when I was in a really good place and I started meditating and it made us feel even better. Yeah, no, like, it's good. It just controlling them thoughts and like, and like when you do get them thoughts, just let them pass. Like mm-hmm. it's just a thought. You get thousands a day. Yeah, I mean, it's just a thought. It doesn't mean anything. That's the best thing you can learn. Just don't like, don't negotiate with the thoughts. Don't argue. Don't respond to them. Just let. Just notice that they're there. Just accept. Yeah, just accept them except that there and then just just let it pass kind yeah. of thing don't don't let it eat you up a bit too much I like your foot in like peace peace yeah. <laughs> right mate that was quality but we're going to finish off to lighten the mood with these three questions which I ask everybody because we've killed it with the podcast that was quality so last three questions three people that you would like to invite round for dinner I'll go out for a coffee with uh, past uh, or present obviously I'm a, I'm, I love music, so that's like my passion. So, and, and I'd have to get the goat there, Drake, Drizzy, mm-hmm. the guy. <laughs> um, there's not a Drake song I don't know, literally. So i get there, and I think that I would just want him there, just because it would just be the coolest thing ever, just to say <laughs> I've had dinner with Drake. Not even like, I don't even think I'd speak, I'd just let him speak, and I'd just, like, yeah. I'd just be in awe. Uh, and then obviously I think like I'd be sweet with just Drake there so I'd probably just like invite like K. Russ or something to come you know and he can just have a bite eat shout out K. Russ and then uh, I don't know someone else just someone completely like <laughs> someone completely polar opposite which like I, I said before that like, Ross Kemp <laughs> like yeah. Ross Kemp's the boy man. just hearing all his like gang, gangster stories and that of these sick like things he's like experienced because he's, he's just got absolute balls of steel doesn't he like I just uh, love stuff like that or like maybe he's like Bear Grylls or someone someone yeah. who tells a good story yeah like, that's what you want you want someone who's like you've got like the knowledge and wisdom and someone who's just got uh, loads of stories yeah yeah loads of stories uh, and, just, and then someone for a bit of crap i like, just someone with bands like just someone yeah get you like just be like no way that happened like, yeah just keep it keep I'd be decent oh, and then k-rus for the tunes as well k-rus can dj in the corner <laughs> if i if i didn't invite him he'd probably message us saying like cheers or something Do you know what I mean? yeah he'd kick off <laughs> <laughs> right and then the next one three people you want to train with so it can be in the gym football wise anything in the right like, I'm, 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 I'm in the gym it's in not the gym. 
Brendan Piasson's in there. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know we're doing some really mad specific stuff that I've never, and I'm going to work like some muscle group that I've never even knew was there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll think of something, like, I'll think yeah. of something random. Get you there. Probably get like, and then I'd, I'd want to contrast some people. So I'd want like an absolute mad bodybuilder, like Simeon mm -hmm. Panda or something. Mm -hmm. just gonna like do muckle weights and i'm gonna yeah. have the maddest pump ever and then maybe he's like crossfit like marcus philly or something like yeah he's just gonna absolutely like like brutalizes like punish yeah i like his stuff and like i like obviously i used to pt so i i've, I've looked at all he's his stuff's cast like all the like, he is like absolute animal and he puts some yeah. really good stuff on as well like tips about eating and stuff like mm -hmm. I eat too fast and he says like little things like getting lean like just put your fork down and chew at least 10 times and that absolutely yeah. that speeds up like digestion helps you get leaner according to him like stuff like that just like it's really clever you always learn from people like that as well so. Uh, so I like his stuff and then the last one is one thing that you'd say to yourself five years ago one thing I'd say to myself five years ago just like just get on the session. No, I'm <laughs> get on the session, man. Have a good time. <laughs> Drink loads of now, John. Uh, five years ago, I would just tell myself just chill out, cause I was the biggest stress head ever, and it was like I need this to happen. If this doesn't happen, what am I gonna do? Oh my god! Oh my god! Like I would literally just tell myself, chill out, just enjoy what you're doing, because if you're not enjoying it, there's no point. And there's been times where I've forced myself to enjoy thing to do things that I don't enjoy. Obviously, me one enjoys running and football and that, but like unfortunately, you've got to do that. But that's not what I mean. I mean like enjoyment, as in don't force yourself to do things you really, really hate. Like mm -hmm. just, just chill out. You're young. I mean, you're you're a young lad. You've got years ahead of you. Because sometimes, when like five years ago, you're guilty of thinking that you've got to do things now because you compare yourself to other people around you who are successful at the same age. But everyone takes their, everyone has their own path. Everyone takes their own time. I would just tell myself, chill out because it will work out and it's going to take time soon, but you'll get there in the end and you'll right. eventually be doing what you love doing like I am now. And obviously I'm not where I want to be, but I love what I'm doing and I love it and I do it every day and it doesn't feel like a, doesn't feel like a chore to me. I just do it as a hobby. Mm -hmm. Why not try and make some some bit of cash from what you what you love? You know? Hey mate, if you can do that, that's that's the dream, isn't it? That's yeah. the dream. So I no, thank you very much for having us all. No worries, mate. I was gonna say shout out your Instagram, socials, Twitter, and whatever you whatever you're on. Even if you're not a big like rap fan, you know I'm sure there's something on there for you. Um, so Instagram is at jrob.1 uh, have a look with some of the freestyles that is what you think you know I'd, I'd like to say I've got some decent bars I'll rate them to be fair it's not really my type of music and I listen to the lyrics and like you can actually listen to the lyrics and it's actually very decent well, you can I, connect I, with I them a like, bit more what, do you like a bit of garage act? get on like a garage rhythm and stuff I like, don't mind a bit of that I've got, I've got, I've got some men in the pipeline a bit of garage rhythm <laughs> and versatile man I like that I like that but mate thank you very much for coming on I'll leave your uh, all your Instagram and stuff in the yeah, best show notes as well so people can just get on drop them a message if anybody's going through tough times or just any sort of questions if you want to ask me I'll drop leave them in the I'll leave the 
link in the show notes and just drop her a message. But that has been spot on, mate. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, friend. That has been. So thank you very much if you listen to the full episode today with Jack. Thank you very much, Jack, for sharing your story. It means a lot that you can spread the word about mental health and your dealings with depression and everything that came with it in your whole journey. So thank you very much. Definitely go and give Jack a follow. If you're into your rap music or any just anything daft, just give him a follow on Instagram because he's quite a good one to follow. So thanks again for coming on, mate. If, like I said before at the start of the podcast, if you did enjoy this episode, remember to tag us both, share it on your Instagram story, drop us both a message, let us know how how you thought about the podcast, what you thought was good, what you thought we could even work on. I'm always open to try and make the podcast a little bit better. And if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, that would mean the world to me. Just click that subscribe button. We'll be definitely doing weekly weekly episodes, if not maybe two episodes in the future per week. So thank you very much again. If you really enjoyed the, the podcast, you could also give us a five-star review, but I'll let that be down to you. Write whatever you want in a review, as long as it's nice. So please be nice. And if you haven't already shared the podcast with a friend, that would mean the world to me as well to try and spread the word, especially this podcast, which has got a good meaning to it. And Jack's story would obviously be great to get it spread as far as possible. So thank you very much for listening to this episode. This has been Process.